I've never been in a relationship and not have been cheated on. Welcome, 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 everybody. My gosh, um, it's been, well, Happy New Year. I didn't get to say Happy New Year in the first episode of this season, so Happy New Year. Can you imagine? Happy New Year in February. Anyway, at least you, you, you'll receive it. <laughs> so we're super excited about season three, season three of Things Hope For Podcast. First off, I just want to thank you guys. I mean, we, we've been hit our 100 subscribers on YouTube already, and I just I, things are just happening. So I just want to say thank you guys for those who have just followed and supported and loved our uh, content. Listen, 100 is not a small thing. You have to celebrate small beginnings, please. If people are out there like, oh, it's just 100. Yes, it's 100. It's 100 more than zero, okay? <laughs> So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for all of you guys have who have just followed this journey and made it to season three. I'm super excited for what God has for us this year. And I am really excited to introduce our first guest to this season's podcast. You might be like, wait a minute, where is homegirl? She's in ATL. <laughs> okay, so, so she's actually going to be meeting with us virtually. I want to introduce you guys to my new bestie, Ebony. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ebony, I'm so glad to have you on this episode. Like, honestly, you were truly sent from God, seriously. Like, the fitting, the timing. So just, just real quick. I literally stole Ebony from another mutual friend, Maddie. I like randomly went up to Maddie. I was like, Maddie, do you have a friend who's like gone through this, 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 looking for somebody who's like, you know, maybe I could relate to? And she was like, yeah. Da, da. And I was like, oh, bet. Number, phone call, vulnerability, friendship. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to have you here. Um, so we're going to get it popping. We're going to start with. Three random questions so we can get to know a little bit more about you. Um, okay. Yeah, sounds good? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let's see, let's see. Man, we haven't done three random questions in a minute. I'm excited. Okay, so what show or movie could you talk about for hours on end? Martin. Martin? Martin. Why? Because it's funny. You know, Martin I, is my, Martin and, and Lon or SVU. Those are I two. Talk about it. Over I, and over. Okay, I used to get, I, I was into Martin. I was into Martin, but I feel like I should have been into it more than I actually am. So funny. <laughs> I mean, I was watching Martin. In our family, we didn't have TVs in our bedroom when I was growing up, and I still don't, even as an adult. But my grandma bought me a TV when I was 10 or 12 or something, and nobody else had a TV in their bedroom. And I would sneak and watch TV. Like, I would put a towel at the bottom of my door and watch Martin. And then when I would hear my mom's footsteps, I would just hurry up and turn the TV off. <laughs> that sounded like us when we would watch uh, horror films, like... <laughs> 
knowing yes. damn well we should not be watching none of that. Or Harry Potter, actually. Harry Potter was the one. So I got another one for you. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Beyonce, and Prince. Which one stays and which three got to go? So you said Michael Jackson. I, I missed the second one. Whitney Houston, Beyonce, and Prince. Michael Jackson stays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston stays. Mm-hmm. You can only pick one, though. Oh. Yep. You can only pick one. Whitney Houston. That's good. Why? I like her authenticity, her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her story. Like mm-hmm. she loved Jesus and she she just got caught up, but she never she just always stayed true to who she was. Yeah, that's true. That's her always stayed true to who she was. Yeah. Honestly, I think be be between Michael Jackson and Whitney, that's a that's a huge now, I love me some Beyonce, or at least, you know, used to, but compared to, to them two, like, she got to go. Yeah, come she on. Go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, a, like, I'm not the Prince error. Like, yeah, I love yeah. his music and I love his art, like him as an artist, but I don't really know a lot about him. Right. Michael Jackson, I feel like he was, his personality was suppressed because of all that happened at such a young age. Mm. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So, like, did we really get to know who he was? Ooh. Yeah. All right. All right. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Go. Last one for you. Which item besides your phone would you never leave the house without? Of course, my purse. <laughs> okay, but what's in your purse? I guess my lip gloss. Yeah. Because you can't <laughs> pay for stuff with your lip gloss. Pill. Like you can. Outside of my phone, like I can pay for stuff with my phone, but I can't pay for nothing with lip gloss. Right. Truth. Truth. That's pretty good. All right. I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> so, Ebony, where are you from originally and where are you at right now? So, I'm originally from West Philadelphia. I was born, born and raised. Um, <laughs> honestly. Um, and right now I'm living in McDonough, Georgia. It's about um, 35 minutes from Atlanta. Okay. I've always wanted to go to Atlanta. I've never, I've never visited yet. Kiki, my, my cousin intern, um, pray, pray, praying she gets into the school in Georgia so that I can come visit. <laughs> I can finally come visit. Georgia Y'all is got a vibe. It's a vibe. There? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Heard great things. So I bugged you to come onto this podcast with the quickness because of little, and you already, you already know the story. I shared it with you. I haven't really shared it, shared it with y'all uh, because honestly, I think there's, I think something that God's taught me is that there is vulnerability and then there's exposing your wounds. <laughs> so, you know, while I love, um, being vulnerable and being authentic with you guys and just sharing the story. There is a timing. There's a time for certain stories to be shared. So <laughs> uh, I think in the last season, I talked a little bit about um, a breakup that I had 
but I never really dipped into like that journey process and probably not going to dip into it too much, but I'm going to talk about what resulted from it. So um, I was looking for um, two things. I, I feel like I'm in a season where God's like, you know, putting wife prep on my heart and more specifically um, the ability to love with abundance this this year. That was like, especially the ability to love in abundance was um, one of my like two words or phrases for 2024. And so when I went to Maddie, I just was like, um, I asked her first about the wife prep thing, but then I'm, I'm starting to realize that like, really, it's not that God is, Yes, I think the, the the addition is that it will cause me to be prepared as a wife. But really what it is, is that loving from a place of abundance is something to do as a believer of Christ anyway. Um, so the, the, the real question was, um, how do I work through reconciliation, forgiveness, because those um, releasing offense, those are things that God has been putting on my heart. So I asked Maddie, I was like, do you have a friend that's like gone through that? And she was like, yeah, um, I have a friend, Ebony, man, like, you know, they're just celebrating, was it 10 years of marriage? Yeah, 10 years of marriage. And like, but they've been through it. And like, they've been, they've come out of it. And I was like, yeah, I need to so I need to talk to her. I want to talk to her. I want to um, just gain wisdom. And I'm so glad that I was able to reach out to you. And you shared with me, my gosh, like so many amazing, like, I don't even know. I, I, like, I just feel like we just need to just talk it out because it was just so good. I told you I was taking notes while we were talking because I was like, this is too this is too good. Um, so I, I guess one of the things that I wanted to make clear first to those who are listening, this is not going to be an episode of how to get over your ex or, you know, like how he, break up something like I, I think more so this is the topic of reconciliation and the power to love especially those who hurt you. And so I wanted to um, start off with this verse that I got um, when I was studying. And this was the stuff that I said I wanted to share with you because I was like, this, this, <laughs> this was it. Um, it's in Matthew. It's Matthew 5, and I'll start at um, 21. And it says, this is Jesus speaking. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger for of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. I'm going to read it from the NIV version. Because who knows what Raka is? Nobody. So, <laughs> the one that I got. <laughs> like, we don't know what that is. <laughs> but the NIV version says, You have heard that it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be um, subject to judgment. And so the, the version that I read, I felt like it was the message version, said that whoever continues to be angry with their brother. 
And so um, I came back from this um, retreat. It was BCF Conference retreat. Shout out BCF Conference. That was amazing. Um, and one of the one of the work workshop sessions that they had there was called the power to love. And one of the things that they kept on saying was that we as believers have a active role to play in reconciliation. So this isn't just like a a good feel thing or a like, you know, it, it's actually it's actually a commandment. It's actually a way of Christ as we see here. Um, so I guess I want to really just start off with like your your story in the sense of okay lead us back to your love story how did you meet your husband um yeah how did you meet your husband how'd you guys meet so um I'm from Philly but in 2012 I moved to Hawaii um just ready for something different and so I got there February um I'm a, I started doing hair at uh, one of my clients, she came, first time she came, it was like love at first sight. We became besties. We then became roommate. And she's so sweet. She, um, she's like that friend that would give you the teeth out of her mouth, like to chew your mm. food and be wow. like, girl, just keep the teeth, girl. But anywho, <laughs> <laughs> anywho um, we, at the time I was living with my mom when I met her and I was doing hair from my mom's lanai right and when she came she came back off of her early deployment because she injured herself and so she got her hair done a few times and then um I don't know we just clicked somehow I didn't have a car I was sleeping on my mom's couch and she would she was like well your car you can like take me to work and then while I'm at work you can just use my car long story short I took her back to her barracks which is like a dorm and I was like, girl, you can't live here. So I was like, you got to come live with us. I ain't have nowhere for her to live or sleep. But if I'm sleeping on the couch, you can sleep on the other couch. Right. So we wound up, um, she wound up getting a place where we looking for, she was looking for a place and she wound up looking for, and finding a place. And when she found a place, she was like, here, here's your key. And I was like, oh, like, she was like, no, it's okay. We don't have to sleep on mom's couch no more. You know, we got a place, blah, blah, blah. You can just still do hair at mom's house and you can live here. So the days that you do hair, you can stay at mom's and then you can come home. Mm. So it was about a, about three weeks in and she was like, um, hey, my battle buddy um, just came from downrange. He um, needs somewhere to stay. And she was like, and I was about to say, oh, she was like, is it okay if he stays? We had another bedroom. So I was like, and she, I was about to say, yeah, and she was like, yeah, because something is going on with him and his wife. And I was like, I don't think that that's appropriate. Like, two single right. women, a married man stand with two single women. Well, anyway, I went back to my mom's to do hair for a couple of days. I came back and he was here. Um, he was so um, in your face. He was very, and this is not my husband, mm -hmm. but he was very, 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 like, um, loud and so he wound up I wound up inviting him to church and he wound up bringing my husband and at the time him and my husband were friends from um from their neighborhood mm -hmm. they just so happened to get stationed in the same place 
And so he um, introduced him as Captain Lewis. And so because they were in the military, they were deaf, they were one was my husband was like higher ranking. So they were not supposed to fraternize. So whenever they were out in public, he always would have to introduce him as his superior. Now, me not knowing anything about the military, when he introduced him as captain, I thought his first name was Captain. Was Captain. I, <laughs> I was, well, first of all, when when he introduced us, I was still on Holy Ghost High. Like, I was, it was like right after service was over. I was like tears and all right. that stuff. You know, and so when he introduced him, I was just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, and that was that. Because right. at that season of life, I was in a no boys allowed stage because I had so many situationships that didn't work. Um, I was just tired of the dead end relationships yeah. or whatever. So I wound up going um, after that. I wound up about a week later, I wound up going back to Philly because I still have my house in Philly. And so when I was came back, when I came back, he had texted me and was like, hey, this is Jeremy. I was wondering if you wanted to go to lunch. Now, mind you, I thought the man's name was Captain. So when he asked right. and said his name was Jeremy, I just was like, all right, cool, whatever. I don't know who this Jeremy person is, but he wanted to take me to lunch. Let's go. And so <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, we went on a first date and I asked him, I said, when did I become your girlfriend? He was like, on the first date. And so... <laughs> That was October the 6th Boom. in 2012. Like that. And here we are um, almost oh. 12 years later. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I love love. I'm a, You'll know I'm very much a hopeful romantic. Very much you so. You should be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> very much so. I, you said something. Well, you, I'm like, where do I even start, Lord? Okay, I think the reason why I was attracted to your story, because when we think about reconciliation, it doesn't have to, it, it's not like it automatically means marriage relationships. It's like all relationships. But I think, and, and one thing that you said really sealed the deal for me. Um, you said that when we were talking, you said that marriage is a cycle of reconciliation. And I was like, oh. I said, girl, what you mean by that? And, <laughs> and I think what happened was the Holy Spirit was telling me afterwards, he was like, yeah, like marriage is a cycle of reconciliation. So if you can't, if you don't have the tools or don't know or don't want to reconcile now in singleness, you're not going to be ready for marriage or you're not going to set your marriage up properly. And so that's why I'm like, this, this understanding forgiveness and releasing offense is in, it, is in itself wife prep. And I know that, like, even, even those of us who don't have rings on our finger, if you are a believer, you're married to Christ. So, tech, so you have a husband, you know? And so it just continues to remind me that even outside of earthly marriage, we are in a marriage with Christ. And so to learn... Mm to learn what, what, even when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn from that. And so it really just sparked this concept of me understanding forgiveness in a marriage relationship, which is one could say probably the hardest one, because where are you going to go? You're not going nowhere. 
You know what I mean? I mean, yes, yes, you could divorce. But again, like the Bible says that God hates divorce. So it is a, it is, it was supposed to be a relationship that is, is forever. And that's difficult. And so um, I loved hearing your story because you really did showcase like those moments where reconciliation had to be done again and again and again. Um, I wanted to ask you, I guess my first question um, was, could you talk about the time where you and your husband were separated for a little bit and um, there was something that you, you said separated in distance, separated in distance. And there was something that you said that when, when God told you um, that when he was bringing y'all back together as far as distance, um, you, he told you, he said, when he comes back, when your husband comes back, love him better than before. And so um, you were saying that it was in this point of your marriage that, you know, the husband that you had now was not the husband that you married. <laughs> So, like, you didn't know how to necessarily walk through that, but yet you guys are here 12 years in. So how did you walk through still loving the unlovable version of him until you could love the new version of him? So when I got the word that my husband, that I can't be the wife, because this is what God says, you can't be the wife that you are right now because the husband had no longer existed. Mm. Um, I was on a treadmill and we were separated in distance. Um, I was still in Hawaii. He was in um, Tennessee. I was stayed back so that I could prepare the house for selling and all of that kind of mm. stuff. And at the time, I really didn't fully understand what that was. I mean, I know I heard his voice. I knew what he was saying. Um, and I fully, fully believe God when I hear him speak. Um, yeah. And I always look to be obedient for when he does speak. Um, when I arrived to Tennessee, well, let's just backtrack. In Hawaii, we did everything together. Once my husband got out of the military, um, we ran a salon together. We did ministry together. He was um, youth pastor, youth minister. Um, I was leading at the usher. Um, we ran a salon together. We did everything. We worked out together. We didn't, we didn't have outside friends. Like <laughs> all of our friends, like our friends, we got friends because it, they were from the salon. They yeah. started off as clients. Then they would, we would invite them to church. Then they became a part of our small group. And then we just, it was just a whole thing. And so we, yeah. we always made friends and have those friends together. And so this is the only version of my husband that I know, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know him as a, we call it in Hawaii, a mainland. We don't, I don't know him as a mainland Jeremy. Mm. And so when I get to Tennessee, first of all, it was, it was a six hour time difference. So talking to my husband a lot while we were separated was challenging because while I was still working, he was already going to sleep. When I would wake up, he would already be halfway through his day. Mm. And so that was challenging. So now we have this five and a half, almost six months of nothingness, no real communication, no intimacy. Wow. We're not growing spiritually together, together right? Wow. Jeez. That's half a year. 
he is different. He is different because now he has friends. <laughs> Outside of you. Like, you got friends? Like, why you got right. friends? Like, I'm your only friend. Or we make friends together, right? So when when I get there, I don't know anybody. I don't I meet people because I do hair. So usually my clients become my friends. I'm not doing hair. I got a word from God that I couldn't do hair. I got a word from him also that I was, this is a season to serve my husband. Mm. Before I before I moved, the seven years, the eight years, you know, the nine years that we were in Hawaii, it was nine years. I didn't cook unless it was like meal prep food. I didn't clean our house. We had a housekeeper. Um, all we did was work in church, work in church. So I didn't have time to do what was like domesticated wifely duties because I worked five days a week, sometimes six. And on my one day off, I was not going to spend it cleaning and cooking. You know, Period. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't even interested. He said I needed to serve my husband. And I said, well, well I don't know what that looked like because I thought I was doing well. Like, mm. you know, so in that time, when I, when we reconnected, my husband had gained 30 pounds. Wow. Um, and my husband will eat whatever I cook, but he is a foodie. We're both foodies. So mm. he was eating that Nashville hot chicken and he had oh. started picking up habits that I never knew that he had that were extremely excessive. Like he started drinking. And so in that time, I'm like, who is this? Like, so now there, there is a lack of, um, I was not as attracted to him as I thought it would be. Now we've been apart for six, almost six months. I'm thinking Mm. we're going to like, I'm going to be, like, oh, I can't wait to, you know. Right. No, mm. because now he has these friends that really, to me, didn't mean him no well. Mm. Um, the job that he was working at wasn't the best environment, if, in my opinion. Um, he didn't have any um, spiritual accountability. Mm. And it was totally not the husband that I had. Mm. And I mm. forgot what God said. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out like, you know what? So the transition of running a salon, making really good money to go into this new job. And we basically was broke. Mm. We were broke. And for me, I don't care about being broke because for one, I can get money. But for a man, is that's when I learned. For men, it's just different. Yeah, it's different. He 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 felt bad for taking me from the thing that I love. I love Hawaii. I love the weather. Um, he felt bad for not being able. He was sold a dream that he was going to make this amount of money or it was going to work, and it didn't. Wow. And so he was like treading water, like his nose was right above water, like all the time but I didn't know this I didn't know because of course he didn't share the magnitude of the state that we were in financially which caused him to be in a a depressed state which caused him Mm. to drink 
and do things that were outside of his normal self. And so when I started praying and asking God, like, what's next? Because I'm not in this. I'm not in love right now, God. So this is Mm. this is not it. Mm. He he never spoke to me and said anything. He reminded me of what he said three months prior. You cannot be the wife that you were because the husband that you had is no longer. Mm. You, this is a season to serve. And he reminded me of the sacrifice that he made by serving me those seven and a half, almost eight years being an everything guy in our business. Wow. There was nothing outside of doing hair that Jeremy wouldn't do for business um, to make me happy um, for our employees like anything and so I'm trying to figure out what the serving look like so you know now it's like he gets up and has to be to work by six o'clock six thirty so that means get up and make him breakfast I'm tired <laughs> why would I do that I'm tired all right I'll get up and make breakfast you get him make him breakfast and then make him lunch Mm. but he didn't have this before I got here so why would I need to do that wow he was doing fine without me right I already I'm really not even feeling him like that so why would I why would I do this in that season it taught me to serve regardless of how I feel servanthood is not a it's not about a feeling it's not Mm. because I feel like Jesus served, I'm sure, tired when the people that were following him didn't believe and they saw according to what we read, right? We don't get a chance to serve because we feel like it. We serve because we we committed to, we're in covenant. Mm. Jesus is in, God's in covenant with us. He made a covenant with us. He don't serve us when it feels good because I'm sure he wouldn't serve us at all if that. And so just learning that for me has been a game changer for my marriage, period. Oh, I mean, uh, I love I love it because God's like, see, God's word never contradicts because even what you're saying, it reminded me of when Jesus said the first shall be the last. Right. And the least shall, shall be the greatest. And you're literally telling me you were able to love the unlovable through serving. My gosh. You know, if I can be honest, like my love language is serving. It's giving. Mm -hmm. So when I was feeling like I was in my feelings and didn't want to, I was outside of the way that God wired me. Wow. Like he wired me that way. My my love language is giving. Like I get so much enjoyment watching people open gifts or you know just receiving things from me. I love to give. Yeah. And so for me, being intentional or not being myself was honestly was dreadful. My gosh. Emily, that's so good. Because then 
the solution, what God was, oh my Lord, what God was pushing you to do or inviting you to do was be more of yourself. Come, and we come like on. Because we're made in his image and his likeness, right? Right. He is love. He's, he is the epitome of love. Like, yes. Just be like me. That's it. Don't even try to be like you. Be like me. Wow. So, okay. So what, so can you tell us where, where did you start to see the shift? Where did the love come back for you? And yeah. And, and for him as well. So my husband, if I can be honest, my husband never uses the D word. He never wants to call quits. That word, that, um, action or you know when I use that phrase it's a fight or flight I get in that's in my fight or flight mode mm. he's never asked for a divorce he's never said even he's never said he doesn't love me or he's not in love with me never it's always me and it's me because I'm receiving something that I don't always feel worthy of mm. if that makes sense like I never thought I would get married I never thought nobody would marry me mm. I never thought you know somebody would could love me for me like me my authentic self my attitude my wishy-washiness my quirkiness all of that. I never thought that it could happen. Wow. And yet it did. Come on. Oh my gosh. I... <laughs> All right. I got to go. I got to move on to the next discussion. I'm glad I have your number because <laughs> the after party conversation. <laughs> so, my gosh. There were a lot of hardships that you guys went through and that you guys overcame. And one of the um, hardships you shared with me was a time where you actually found out that your husband cheated on you. Um, and so when you said to me, because, I mean, this is the thing. When, we're, when, we, when we talk about divorce, like, this is the thing. We're like, well, God said that's the one. So, like, we can go, right? And what you said to me, you, you said that you didn't leave. And you specifically said um, you felt God, you knew that God hadn't released you from the marriage. And that was so powerful for me. I want to know what is it that you knew about God and about his timing that, that gave you that kind of vim that gave you that resolve. <laughs> so let me just say this. I've never, been in a relationship and not have been cheated on. Mm. So cheating is not the worst thing in the world to me. Right? It's when you it's a repetitive thing, right? But more than anything, for better or for worse, like I take my marriage vows very seriously. And I don't know if that's Jeremy's worst. But I'm going to just say that that's his worst. Mm. So that means for better or for worse. 
Mm-hmm. So in that time, I was very um, shocked more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. I was very shocked. I, it, it came like, you? Cheated on me? Are you serious? <laughs> like, like, this is not joking. Right. Where the cameras they gonna bust out? Like it was like I was really the wind had got knocked out of me because I just didn't see it coming. Like I, I really couldn't even have told you that I could have wrote, wrote that out for for us. And I say that because my husband is a good. He's good to me. He's really good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I realized in marriage, oh, Holy Spirit has reminded me because I never thought that I would get married. I put my husband on this pedestal. Wow. And I make marriage an idol. Wow. And so we serve a jealous God. And there are only two things, three now that I have a kid. There are only three things that the enemy can really get under my skin with and God Mm. will get my attention with. And that's my kid, my man, and my money. Come on. And you don't play with me about my money like that no more because I've totally surrendered that part to him. If I got it, I got it. If I don't, I don't. He's yeah. Me something in my hands that no matter where I go, I can make some money. Yeah. And he provides me with the clients. So I no longer worship doing hair. You know, my mm-hmm. gift is right? Mm-hmm. But as a mother, a new mother, I made my child an idol. And God reminded me that I did. Wow. And he used the situation of cheating to take the teaching off his act and showed me my way of cheating on him. Whoa. So it was, God, how could you do this? How could you let this happen to me? Like, I serve you. I do this. I do that. He right. did it. And, you know, how did he have cheated on me? You told me, blah, blah, blah. He said, but you cheat on me? Oh, because it's an idol. Ooh. Ebony, I don't think people, I don't think people ready to hear that. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't think people ready to hear this. <laughs> I, don't know. I heard it. I was in the shower. And um, this is, well, for starters, let me just say this. This is not the first time God told me stop playing with him when it mm. came to his jealousy. Wow. He told me years ago, he said, I will take him from you. The thing you never thought that you would get, I'll take him from you. Ooh, ooh, all right. Well, he meant like make him sick and die. We would get him. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know. All I knew was let me get right. Wow. So when this happened, I didn't even have, you know, some people had like long stints of wallowing in their space and the, like, I had my little roller coaster ball of emotions every bit of a week and a half, two weeks. But within those, within that first week, 
God said to me, yeah, because I got you right where I want you, you know? Hmm. Talking to me. And so, he said, you consult me first about anything in business, what you should wear, where you should go. What do you think about doing this? He was like, before you had him, you were talking to me about everything. You fast wow. regularly. You talk to me regularly. You, you, you studied me. Mm. Mm. So it doesn't stop when you get married. <laughs> Paul says, I wish it was wrong that you were like yeah. me. Yeah. But he also yeah. says that singleness is a gift. Yeah. And as a, when I was single, of course, me and my husband would always joke like, Paul a hater. He just don't want nobody to be happy. Like, right, right. We would just, we would just, we would be saying that, right? Right. But the weight of marriage is very heavy. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing next to being a parent, a mother. The the best kind of love. If you if if this person is loving you right, yeah. and when I say right, I mean perfect because there's only one perfect person, right? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But he's loving me right. And my husband loves me right. Mm. He loves me right. It's it's no nothing. It's no question. Like his infidelity had nothing to do with whether he loved me or not. Wow. And I know that. Ooh, Jesus. Right? So the moment I found out, I never was like, I'm leaving my husband. I knew I wasn't mm. leaving my husband. Mm. I'm not leaving my husband because I got people counting on my marriage. Okay. To work. Okay. I'm the only one in my family at this moment that has a marriage, that has a child, and her parent is in the same house. The only one. Wow. Wow. I just want to fall out. Can I fall out? (laughs) That is good. And so, and I'm not telling people that you stay in marriage if whatever, whatever you handle, because I believe God is like, he puts the measure of faith in each one of us. He puts a measure of whatever he knows you can handle. He's the chief manufacturer. So he knows what you can handle. Yeah. He knows what you can do. So he's not going to give you too much. He's, he knows. Oh my God. He knows what he equips you with. Yeah. Um, but it's too much riding on my marriage failing for something wow. that the world would deem you should leave. Right? And I say the world, but the Bible does say that I, I had the right. Mm-hmm. My husband said, Ebony, you have all rights to divorce me. Like, it's cool. I get it. I want my marriage. I want to be, you know, I want to stay married to you. And that just kept running through my brain, running through my brain. I was in a shower and God said, um, Jesus had every right to get off the cross. He had every right, but he didn't. Oh, man. 
He could have. He was Ooh. 100% God. He was 100% man. Yeah. He chose to stay in that 100% submission. Mm-mm-mm. Because the, 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 the end result. Yeah. Wow. The end result is that we get the chance to make mistakes and we can ask God for forgiveness and he can blot it out. Yeah. And so if we're Christ, if we're Christians, Christ-like, because that's what we strive to be, right? Yeah. If he chose to stay, why won't you? It's hard medicine, but it's good medicine. <laughs> and you know, I say that for me. Yeah. There are character flaws and there are flesh things, like things that mm. the flesh, and, and we know that sexual immorality is the flesh is not quenchable. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for what my husband did. I don't make no excuses for it. But I tell you, he doesn't give me the opportunity to focus on his mistake. God, he doesn't give me the opportunity because he told me about a month and a half, I mean, a year and a half ago that he's my son first. Mm. He's your brother in Christ second. He's your husband third. Wow. Ain't no marriage in heaven. Truth. Ain't no marriage heaven. So the ultimate goal is heaven. Mm. The same, the same way he's working on you with your insecurities, your inadequacies. It's the same way he's working on your brother slash husband. Wow. So focus on your stuff. Don't focus on his. Because I'm working on his while I'm working on yours. All while we're in this marriage together. My gosh. Ebony, that's hard medicine, but it's good medicine. (laughs) It's hard medicine, but it's good medicine. Okay, I got got a couple more questions for you, and I am going to ask the ball. Forget this. I am going to ask the ball because this is is so good. Um, Was there ever a time where... I love what you even ended with where it's like, you know, hey, focus on your stuff. God is doing, God is working on him. Was there ever a point where you kept the peace? Like, you know, um, I put a reference verse here for uh, Romans 12, 18, that is Paul talking in it. And he's saying that um, as much as it's in your power, like keep peace, be peaceable with people. So it's it's on us to keep peace with people. Was there ever a time where like you did your part in keeping the peace and he was like a little late? He was a little lagging. And like how did you how did you deal with that? I'm gonna be honest, my husband is very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like he's not confrontational. Um he can be petty, but he is easygoing and gentle. Yeah. Like so it'd be me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying it'd be me Self, it'd be self-awareness me. we love that <laughs> you know it'd be me and it's only in this relationship in my marriage have I realized that 
the enemy wants to to create disconnection because disconnection um it shuts off intimacy. Wow. And so for me, it's like, hmm. I'm sorry, but I still only got one word answers for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's, he didn't move on. Like, it was a time he said, sometimes I think you just want to be. <laughs> and when he called me out, it was like, am I seeing you? Can you see, see me? <laughs> like, and so I learned something I had to put back into action. Um, something I learned from a previous relationship. Um, God told me, because he was always doing something and I was always getting irritated or mad. It's like, if you ain't be mad forever, why be mad at all? Basically, because you only want to turn back around and not be mad and then turn back around and be mad again. Like, I was like, that makes sense. Right. But if I'm like, ooh, it depends who says that. Because I would be like, what? Because yeah, that's how <laughs> but, I was like, well, we, right. but, well, we get the heart. We get the heart of that message. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was it was a real thing. So mm-hmm. um, I am naturally a forgiving person. And I forgive fast. Like, I don't allow things to rent space in my head. I don't allow things to get under my skin that bad. And so... I went through a really bad breakup in my early 20s. I told God I never want to ever feel that feeling again. Yeah. But you're going to have to help me to love you the way that I love this man. I want to love you, God, the way that I love him. Mm. And so when I felt myself about to go into that state, when when Jeremy when he did, I said, oh, no, God. I already said that I don't want this feeling again. He said, yeah. oh, no, Ebony, you said you want to love me more than you love a man. Yeah. So do it. Got a little spicy with you. <laughs> because you know why? Because he got to get Because you from Philly. Yeah, because you from Philly. He speak my language. I'm straight to the point. I'm a straight shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't tip tap. Don't tap dance. Don't beat around the bush. Just, just give it to me straight. I've always been like that, even as a kid. Just tell me what I need to do as an employee. Just tell me what I need to do to get where I'm going, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm. Come on now. Ugh. I mean... Yeah. I think... It's it's really it's really that it's really that humbleness piece. And honestly, I'm like, geez, if you don't know God, have God, are near God, this is hard. This is this is really hard to swallow because I think the level you've talked a lot about the practical steps that you've taken have come from our birth from your relationship with Christ and like what he says with says to you in your time. So I'm just like, my goodness, like 
if you don't have Christ, like, how are people even doing this? No wonder divorce rates are shooting through the roof because, <laughs> like, this is difficult. I want to know, um, in addition to that, when you, and I even love how you brought up the story of, like, past relationships. How would you say that you escaped the snare of offense and pride back then, like maybe in the beginning of your marriage versus how you do now. Like I said, my husband loves me. He loves me different, differently than any other man has ever loved me. Mm-hmm. And so once I got out of that heavy, undeserving space of I'm not good enough for Jeremy, Mm. Then I took, since that was it, you know, I met my husband and like I said, I didn't have anything. I was sleeping on my mom's couch um, or at the time I was living, I was a roommate to a friend, but I didn't have anything. I didn't have my own car. I didn't have anything. My credit was bad. I just had a skill. And so when I met him, he's, he's really highly educated and at the time, I did, those type of things didn't matter because when I came from Philly, I made really good money. But moving to Hawaii and starting from uh, starting fresh at 27, 28 years old was a big piece of humble pie. It wasn't like rice. It was the whole cake. <laughs> so, you know, but he was highly educated. I tell him, you got more degrees than a thermometer. Right. Super smart. <laughs> and I always... He, he, was, he was somebody to, to sit and like to me glean from like because he didn't have like street smart which I was accustomed to he was intelligent like book smart mm. and so he knew a little bit he knows a little bit about everything mm. and I, that was just very attractive to me like he can talk about anything right mm-hmm. and so with that it caused me like I said earlier to put him on this pedestal and with wow. that, I started feeling inferior because all of the f- females that he dated prior to me were highly educated. Mm. And so here I am, a hairdresser, right? Wow. And I was proud to be a hairdresser and he didn't care, right? He was like, whatever, like whatever you do, what is what you do? Like, it don't matter to me. <laughs> but I started feeling insecure. Mm. And so with me feeling insecure, I was always on defense. I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Or when he would try to correct me, I would say things like, I'm smart too. And Mm. he's like, I know. That's why I married you. Like, or, you know, like I was always thinking that he was out to get me because I had been hurt in so much past relationships. I'm now in a, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to get you before you get me. Until one day he had to remind me, he said, Ebony, God told me to be my wife, so you can't scare me off. So no matter what you do, it's not going to work. Come on. So <laughs> that the level of insecurity always caused me to be on defense. Me yeah. feeling like I wasn't enough. And he never made me feel that way. Wow. But he, it was just him and it was something that I never experienced. So I was just had these googly eyes and God used scenarios for me, for him to make him human. 
Because in my eyes, he was like superhuman. Mm. And so God used things to break him down in my eyes. Not, And it's unfortunate that he had to use him to do that. But to show me, like, he needs to. Wow. He, he sends. He's not perfect. And each time, it never focuses on him. It always focuses on me and how I fix my gaze the wrong way. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking because, you know, God is, God's the only, he's the only one who could do this. He's the only one who can literally work on separate, mm, separate beings when he calls them to be one. Yep. And, and the two is always a becoming. Mm-hmm. You know, the word says the two shall become one. If you think about become, it's not be. It's, it's, it's like a mess. Yes. But you don't become one without intimacy. You don't become intimate. There's no intimacy if there's no trial, if there's nothing that draws you close. Earth. Wow. This last bit of infidelity, I love my husband differently i see him differently wow this got comfortable Ooh. oh my gosh anybody, anybody told you you should have a podcast <laughs> girl okay you 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 need you need to have a a book a a, a class or something we talked about this but Yes. All right. Um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this last question, and this this is the question for me. Forget everybody else. Love you guys, but your girl's <laughs> going through it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so to bring it back, I came from this BCF conference, and while God has been working on reconciliation with me, um. Now, specifically in this in this relationship, the reason why I read that verse is because um, God basically told me leaving that like to initiate contact, to initiate contact. Now, mind you, I don't block this man. Okay, like, I I did all the things because I'm a, I'm a firm, firm believer of hey, if it didn't work out, you're an ex, you're an ex. You know, I don't. I feel like my husband. I wouldn't want my husband to have contact, like, and I don't think my husband deserves that either. That's just that, and plus, it's a, it's a close, it's a finished chapter. It's a finished chapter. To me, I was like, it's done, right? But um, in alignment with just other things that God has been sharing with me, it, it's told me to reinitiate contact. So miraculously found his number because child, that thing was blocked, blocked. So God, God did something, and um, his number came back up. Um, and the question that came coming to mind was, okay, Lord, I initiated contact. What is the purpose of our conversation? Like what, like what, what are we going to, what, what is the whole point of it? Right? Because I was like, God, is it, is it for me to tell him I forgive him? And then I was like, it can't be me asking for forgiveness. This show enough can't be that because I'm not the one who hurt me. Right. And then, so I was really having 
I was struggling to see my wrong and where I needed to, because that's where God was leaning. God was really leaning towards me asking him for forgiveness, right? And I was like, why? And I love that when I asked God this question, he brought up that verse and he was saying that if you continue to be angry with your brother, to me, it is the same as murder. I was like, okay, all right, well, it's right here, it's in the book, you said it, can't argue with that, and so I just, I just, I submitted to God, I said, Lord, um, this is hard, like, and I think as I was, as I was pouring out that feeling, the phrase came to me, I don't feel like he's deserving of me for, of me even bringing up this conversation and 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 I, and I, as I was coming out I was like wow lord I'm really prideful like I'm really because imagine if just like you had said imagine if Christ did the same thing to us imagine if Christ said well you're not forgive you're not you're not worthy of forgiveness um, so I'm just not going to do anything like he, the Bible says that while we were still sinners, he gave his life for us. So this is what it means to love like Christ. This is what it means. And so my dearest Ebony, my last question is I did reach out. I did make contact. I feel like an alien. <laughs> we have made contact. <laughs> I did make contact, but I've not heard back from him yet. So I'm kind of in this space where my question is, uh, what do you do when you want to reconcile, but um, they don't respond? Reconciliation starts in the heart first. So if there's no response, you... You were obedient to what God told you to do. Woo. You can't do anything else. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really like you can't have a conversation with somebody that's not talking to you. That's right. Mm. Yeah. But it first started here. Yeah. And reconciliation is an act of obedience. Mm. It's not just the forgiveness part. It's the willingness to it's the willingness to do what you been commanded to do. Yeah. That's so good. That's really good. Ooh, thank you for that. That's that's really good for my heart, my soul, because it's so it's so funny because when I had that moment and I was just pouring out and all these things were being revealed. And I was like, Lord, you know, help me because this, this is not like you and I'm submitting this to you. But afterwards I felt peace. Like even to, even today, this was, this was I think this was a conversation yesterday I had with God. And so I definitely feel peace. And, it, and it's crazy because I do feel like, yeah, I like, I've, I feel like that's it. Like if the person responds back or doesn't respond back, like I actually feel good, feel released, feel peace about it. So what you what you say makes sense because I'm like, yeah, 
I think I think we did it. Yeah. And it's the beginning of a life of reconciliation for you. Yeah. yeah. Because it's easy to move on and not have feelings for a person that you weren't intimate with, you know, that you weren't that you didn't feel connected with, right? Nobody in the street just can't hurt you. But the reconciliation only happens with people that actually you actually care about. Yeah. But if you can't do it, the worst is be faithful with the little. Yeah. Now make you look over much. I mean, we talk about things, right? Okay. But if you think over okay. this little task, mm-hmm. I'll make you for a bigger one. Because mm-hmm. you can't be faithful over the one that you broke up with. How when something that tries to break your marriage, how how you be faithful? It's kind of like if you don't hide with your one dollar, why would I make you a millionaire? And that's another topic for another time. But we be asking for more, but he gave us the the this we have, and we're not tending to it properly. So why do you deserve to get more? I want to scream so bad, but I will. I will break y'all ears on this podcast. That was so good. I don't know if y'all know how that. Oh, that was so good. Ah, Ebony, I'm so full. I am so grateful. I mean, geez. <laughs> like, this is so good. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. This is the first time. Like, I never even got a chance to talk about this to, like, all of my friends. Mm. And it's just because life has been life and it's been moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I don't know if I need to tell them before it's come out or if I just need to say, hey, y'all, watch this, you know. Watch the episode. <laughs> watch my guess. Because um, it was never a secret. You know, God told me because I asked him, I said, I don't know how this going to work out, God, how this going to be for your glory. But <laughs> you have to tell me because this is crazy. And um, it was about about three weeks, two weeks in, and he was like, yeah, you might have to share it via social media. Mm. I said, I know you're lying. <laughs> he said, just as loud as you are about how happy you are in marriage and the ups, and, you know, in marriage, you need to talk about the real stuff because there are so many wow. people that so many Christian marriages fail because just like the world is looking for perfect Christians, Christians are looking for a perfect marriage. Mm, that's good. That's good. And it's nowhere you're going to find it. Yeah. yeah. Marriage is a mirror of our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. He is the, the world and we're the bride. We mess up. Yeah. The book from Genesis to Revelation talks about the mishaps, but the ending is a love story. Mm. Come on, come on, that's good. So we miss the whole the whole theme of the Bible and our whole mission as Christians. We tuck tail and run because we never first took time to figure out if this person is the person for us, if God mm. assigned this person to us. And mm. then once we get in, if we did find that he there were our assignment or we are assigned to each other we then feel like the things that warrant divorce 
we can escape. Where the truth is, is that if this person was assigned to you, wow, all of what they have and all of what you have in your baggage, you you signed up for that. Wow. Mm. So just because it's wrong in the sight of God or it's permissible to move forward or divorce doesn't mean you have to take the choice because once again, Jesus had the right. He just didn't take yeah. it. Yeah. Girl, no, I mean, I, 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 I can't wait. Whatever it is that you're doing next, please plug us in, okay? I don't know. So we can shout you out, support you. When, you, when you're doing the Instagram or the social media stuff, let us know. I know we want to be a part. You've been such a blessing for me. I know you've been a blessing for those listening. Like, And, again, I, I, there's this thing, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to end here. But there's this thing going around where, like, singles are like, you know, oh, married people can't talk about singleness because they're married. They don't know what it's like out here in these streets and whatever, whatever. And so for some reason, there's this, like, hesitation, yeah, gap to, like, get wisdom. And I'm like, listen, y'all go ahead and do that. I'm going to get wisdom however I need that thing. And so I just want to thank you. I just want to bless you because as a married woman – First off, knowing that not too many married couples are really looking out for the singles. So the fact that like you would take your time for a total stranger and just open your heart out like for a single woman going like hoping to get married, but most importantly, married to Christ, like you have really blessed me. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you from my from the bottom of my heart. Seriously. Just want to sound real churchy, but to God be all glory. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a secretive person. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I'm private, but I'm not secretive. You know. Yeah. But if it was up to me. I would just tell who I need to tell in the moment. Yeah. You know. But I do feel like that people have been misled in marriage to believe what people don't talk about is true. You know, because whatever you don't talk about, people just assume that it is, right? Yeah. And I don't want that because I went into marriage viewing it a wrong way. And nobody ever gave me the details. Not these are this, that this happens, this can happen. No, and I'm not talking about gory details, right? Yeah. I'm talking about how to move forward when this happens, yeah. not it. Yeah. That's so good. We need tools. You're not putting the right uh, tools in, in y'all in your toolbox, yeah. helping y'all to go pick up the tools. So I just feel like that God gifted me, you know, with these scenarios, with these, and I say scenarios because I don't want to call them issues or situations, but these scenarios, not for me, but not just for me to grow, but for to help the betterment of the kingdom. Because yeah. marriages in the kingdom are dying left and right. Yeah. Truth. On that, that note, could you please, please? For, well, first off, where can our audience get in touch with you? What are some things that you are hoping for? Yeah. So I am a co-owner of a wellness company. We are in current transition of revamping. Um, it's called Hair Fuel. Um, hair underscore fuel. Um, but more than anything. I am, I don't want to say just Ebony, but I am Ebony, 
I'm Lewis. I'm a hairstylist. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, but you can find me at Mia Moore Styles um, on Instagram. And I post a lot about marriage and motherhood. Yeah, that's that's my that's my new niche, my new target audience, <laughs> walking boldly in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I guess this is the kickstart for me to just do it. The book that you said I need to write, I know that I need to write it. I have the yes. title for the book. This this last incident was the last chapter, I truly believe. And so oh, amen. I think that this is the beginning. Um, Maddie did share that this is she's always been, you know, cheering me on, but I do know that this is um the beginning. So I appreciate you for inviting me on um to be a guest, the first guest of this new season. Um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and I do pray that God continue to bless you and your family and your business because this is for the kingdom. I feel it in my spirit. And I know that even one, if one person can take one thing from what I said and change their mindset or perspective about the husband or wife that they have or the husband and wife or wife that they want, then the angels in heaven will be rejoicing. Yeah. And so just I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep seeking God for what's next. Um, I don't really know what's next, what's next for me. I'm just allowing Holy Spirit to use me however he decides to use me, wherever he, you know, calls me to go, I'm gonna go. Whatever he asks me to say, I'm gonna say, whatever he asks me to do, I'm going through it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Ebony, can you pray for us, please? Bless us. I sure can. I sure can. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. For this is the day that you made. We are rejoicing because we're glad to be a part of it. God, we just honor for being God Almighty, God All-Powerful, God All-Knowing, and God All-Seeing. We thank you for being the perfect example, sending your son, Jesus Christ, the one that died for reconciliation, Lord God. Mm. We know, Lord God, that it wasn't easy. But he decided today. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to partner with you, Lord God, to be ambassadors for your kingdom, Lord God, to help people grow and walk in the way. So we just ask that you would continue to bless us, Lord God. Bless every person that's listening to this podcast under the sound of my voice, Lord God. Um, Restore to them the things that have been stolen from the enemy, stolen by the enemy from them, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God. That you would continue to do a new thing in this podcast. We just bless you and we thank you for all things. We give you all praise in this mighty name. Amen. 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 My name is Ashley. I'm from New Jersey and I am a creative. As like a little girl, I always liked to play my grandma's jewelry. So when I was 15, that's when I started my first company. I used to feel guilty if I was working on my business too much. And I used to feel guilty that I wasn't working enough if I was with my family. So Resolve has kind of helped me focus on, okay, who do you want to be? Yeah, I want to be an amazing business person. I want to be an amazing artist, but I also want to be an amazing mom, an amazing wife. I never realized how beneficial it is to have people that are like holding you accountable and you're checking in with a regular basis, doing like our our two week sessions. I'm like, okay, Thursday is coming. Like I have to, what are we doing? So it's actually kind of helped me not feel so overwhelmed by my list. I've learned a lot. 
just even hearing other people talk about what's going on in their lives and what they're working on. And it, it really helps keep you going. Everyone is so supportive of what everyone else is doing. And let's be honest, in today's day and age, that's kind of a special thing. And I think that like really can help a lot of people. I'm looking forward to getting more stuff done. Join a community of creative women ready and willing to break the cycle of inconsistency. Bring to life your wildest dreams and get more things done. Go to www.thingshopefor.com slash memberships to find out more about Resolve and enroll now. Thanks for joining us on this month's episode. For more resources to empower your faith journey, check out our website linked in the show notes to find free downloadables, inspirational articles, and much, much more. We'd love for you to be a part of our THF fam. Subscribe to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast so you don't miss what's next. If this episode encouraged you, share it with someone else or consider supporting this podcast by clicking the donation link in the show notes so that we together can send the message of hope in Christ to those who need hope now. Keep in touch with us on social media at Things Hope For. And until then, see you next month. Love, Nya Agwe.